0: folks, and welcome to Typology, the show in which we explore the mystery of the human personality through the lens of the Enneagram. I'm Anthony Skinner, producer of the show, and today we have a Nashville favorite with us, the one and only Grammy-nominated Dave Barnes. Dave has written for a bunch of people here in Nashville. Ian will give you the who's who list that David has written for, so I won't steal his thunder. But Dave is a singer-songwriter, stand-up comedian. Hilarious. Um, he has a huge Christmas show here in Nashville. It's, it's like a Nashville tradition. He's got a new record out this year. We're going to roll out one of his songs later. So you're in for a treat. Dave is a great guy, wonderful soul, writes beautiful songs, funny as all get out and an Enneagram 7 so I know you're going to enjoy today's show hey don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Typology Podcast and Instagram at Typology Podcast Ian's Twitter is at Ian Cron and his Instagram is at Ian and hey don't forget about our Patreon campaign now if you aren't familiar with it Patreon is a way for you to support content you love like Typology on a monthly basis for as little as a dollar a month You can partner with us to help us cover costs for stuff that takes to pull off the show, which it really, there's a lot behind the scenes that goes on to make it happen. So we so appreciate um, your continued support there on Patreon. All you have to do is go to www.patreon.com forward slash typology. That's www.patreon.com forward slash typology forward slash T-Y-P-O-L-O-G-Y and select the level at which you would like to support the show. And not only will you receive our undying love and gratitude, but you're going to get a bunch of great bonus content as well. Even a dollar a month, folks, it's a huge, huge help. So thank you. We really do appreciate your support. That's it for me, Anthony Skinner. Let's get on with the program. And now here is the host of our show, Ian Kron.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Ian Cron, and I am so excited to have this next guest on Typology today, my new friend, singer-songwriter Dave Barnes. This is an incredibly talented songwriter. Dave, I listened to your new record this morning, all 12 songs in a row. So I got the whole arc of the record, which, you know, who does that anymore, right? That's fantastic, so you owe me. Uh, So... Dave has written and in songs for people like Reba McIntyre and Blake Shelton, Bebo Norman, Matt Wirtz, Tim McGraw, he got a Grammy nomination for Best Country Song in 2012. God gave me you and he's got a brand new record, like I just said, called called Who Knew It Would Be So Hard to Be Myself? Or as I kept singing all day today, thank you for letting me be myself <laughs> oh, <yeah>. again. <laughs> 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 so, I don't know why, who knew it would be so hard to be myself. <laughs> you know. Anyway, welcome to the show, man. We're glad thank to have you, you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really great. So, um, I want to know, because you're a long time, or a, a number of years, you've been a fan of the Enneagram, yeah. a student of the yeah, Enneagram, you're, reading you're about not. it more than your average bear. And right. So, tell us about that journey, and then do the big reveal of what your number is.
2: Yeah, so... I uh I have a really good friend named Christopher Hewart, who is another um like you sort of um teacher and, and uh, uh expert. I mean, I think you guys obviously are really good at knowing this system. And uh he was staying with us, this is probably five or six years ago. And he was staying with Annie and I for a weekend and we were I was just kinda of talking about random stuff and he was like, Have you ever sort of spent any time? Cause I was like, what is this? And why do I do that? And why is our marriage like this sometimes? And it's not in other times. And he told both of us, he was like, y'all should really check this thing out. It's called the Enneagram. And, uh, and so my wife and I were kind of entering into the season where we were just having these new, new conflicts. Like we had just had our first child and, and it was just like all of a sudden there was all this stuff we weren't navigating well. And so he was like, I really, really, really think you should check this out. So I, I did the test, sort of figure out what I was. She did the test, figured out what she was. And it was like, I don't know that I've ever had such plug and play help. That was like, oh my gosh. It was like, if, if, if you're married to this number, then she's probably going to say these things. I was like, oh my gosh, she said that last night. <laughs> and if you're this number, you probably said this. It's like, oh my gosh, I said that
3: last night. She said that last night.
2: So it was just like, all of a sudden I had super, super applicational help that worked. Not like ethereal, sort of like, maybe you'll, it was like, don't do this when she does that. You do this when she do, doesn't do that. And it was like, so for me, it was just, it was like I found like dynamite. Mm. It was like, oh my gosh. I. So, um, But what was her response? What was Annie's response to it? The same. And I think with her, she was more interested in, oh, that is, she was as fascinated with knowing like, oh, that's why I do that that's exactly and I I had accused her <laughs> of quite a few things that I think were really pro- prosecuted, pro- pro- prosecuted. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, my one can get gnarly in those moments uh my wing but, but or my disintegration I guess but um but it was interesting because she she I think she just felt free and going like, oh my gosh, these things you've said that I hadn't been able to see, some of them are really true. And also going, do you see now why I do that? That's it. You see? And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, you don't like want to kill me. It's just you're blunt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Your communication style. So we found out that I am a seven and she's an eight. And that was one of the funny things. Um, we were talking before we started um, recording. I spent a weekend with father Richard Rohr and, and, uh, one of the things when he spoke on the Enneagram that was fascinating was he said, he said, the majority, now that can mean 51%. He's like, I'm not saying that's 80%, but of marriages tend to be neighboring numbers. And, uh, and I've found that to be incredibly true. Not again, not all the time, but the majority, and, I, and I'm not saying as he like 90%, but I mean, it's gotta be 52% of nothing else. And and with us, that was something we found to be really true. Is that you know, when we neighbor, but, it, it, it's just been, and you know, with my friendships, um, with with uh, kind of any relationship I'm in, it's just so helpful, because I feel like, you know, I'm like, oh, that's why I'm responding like this, or that's why I do a lot better with these numbers than I do with those, or it, it just felt like once I found it, I was just literally <laughs> plugging it into every relationship, and it tended to help more than it did harm. Yeah. So so that's been really why I've been so... right fanatical about it is is really more of the relational part of it you know and how helpful it is it's just oh yeah and and my own self and why my tendencies and it's and and yeah so that that was sort of the entry for me
1: you know the way i for me i would describe it as uh i just stopped stubbing my toe on my personality that's yes as often
2: Amen. amen amen amen
1: yeah so you uh are in this head triad and so if i could crawl up into your head and see what you see and hear what you think on a day. Like what, what would it be like if I could get and watch your (laughs) sort of the thought stream and the video stream of a seven. It changes quickly.
2: It's like an infant with a remote control. Um, (laughs) And maybe, maybe an infant with ADD with a remote control. That's a very touchy, good remote control that would change quickly. I, I think one of the things that I relate to the most in my number is the futurist thing. So, so Something I have to really be careful of is the first thought almost every day is like, all right, what's what's fun? What's in the pipe today that I can look forward to? Right. And that's a, I mean, that is always playing in my head. Like, all right, what what's next? What's next? Oh, tonight. We got Friends. Co- that's going to be fun. Okay, I can get through today because I got tonight. Or, you know, or sadly the other, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's nothing fun happening. There's nothing I'm looking forward to today. And those days can get really like, you know, Uh, so that's something that's pretty consistent for me is this feeling of like, what's the thing? What's the, what's either, what either am I trying to sort of avoid that's not going to be fun Mm -hmm. or what is it that I can sort of, sort of put my little stake a flag in by going like, all right they're coming, I've got a really fun co-write today, or, you know, I'm getting to see my friends later, or whatever. I've got lunch with a buddy. Oh, that'll be fun, okay. Um, I think that's pretty consistent. And then I think, um I mean, that's real, honestly, that sort of informs a lot of the way my brain works, is mm-hmm. that moment. Because then it's either, well, what do I need to do to make it better? Or how can I, you know, enjoy that? And I think, uh, as a Christian, a lot of my work is moving toward the five, is how do I still those things and enjoy mm-hmm. and be a be a part of every moment that's happening whether fun or not like sitting on the you know patio with my kids this morning i'm thinking about this and oh this will be so and i'm like no don't do that like you got your daughter in your lap and she wants to be held. by you like hold your daughter like this is this won't be every day for the rest of your life mm-hmm. so it's a lot of work to sort of enjoy those. But when I do, it's so rewarding and I'm so thankful for, for knowing that about myself. Like, slow down, mm. be here, be present, you mm-hmm. know? And so a lot of it is there.
1: Right. It's like that, uh, That there's a mantra I love, uh, you know, smile, breathe, go slowly.
2: Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes.
1: And, and I have to remind myself of that. I mean, I, I can be sort of future-oriented sometimes and I think we all are, although I'm a four, we tend to be more past-oriented yeah, yeah, than, yeah. than yeah. you all. But I just have to be reminded, man, like, you know, the world says the mantra should be hurry up and matter. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And mine is, you know, I just, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Breathe, smile, go slowly. That's great. You know,
2: that's really great. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, it sounds like you've begun to really integrate the Enneagram into your own sort of spiritual development. Mm. Right. Mm. And so what is, what's that like? I mean, like it's about transformation. So how are you using it?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think for me, again, another one of the things that I've really loved about my initial sort of journey into the Enneagram was learning that health for me looks like I'm going toward a five. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it is, again, it's comical. It's like, it's one of the reasons I love the system so much is when I have spent time with the Lord being still, I get really thankful. Mm. I send my friends texts. It's it's almost a joke. Like I feel like my good friends, be like, uh, let me guess, did you have some time with the Lord this morning? Because, be like, dude, you're the best. I'm so thankful for our friendship. <laughs> you know, you mean so
1: I'm gonna give you my number, man.
0: You know what I could, mean? I could though? use like, some. I'm a fool. Yeah, I could yeah. use that in the morning. <laughs> yes,
1: if you could do that around eight o'clock. Yes, that'd yeah. be helpful.
2: <laughs> Just try the day. <laughs> but but it, it's it's almost comical because I feel like I, I I you know when I do these sort of self little inventories, like the sort of scanners. One of the ways I know if I'm in a good place is. If I'm still, if I'm here, like if I'm sitting with you two in this room, mm-hmm. thinking how great it is to be here, what an honor it is to be with you guys, that's a good place for me. And so I think spiritually, that's what my time with the Lord does to me, is it mm-hmm. makes me present. And I think um, it's such a good discipline for me. You know, it's a, and, and I, But I think Enneagram helps me understand if it's working or not in some mm-hmm. weird ways. Because I can go, am I here? Am I slow? Am I contemplative. And if I am, then it's like, okay, then, then I'm, the Lord is helping me. I, he's, he's doing, he's helping me get rid of these things that are sort of my tendencies to, mm. that don't help. Um, so it's really, it really informs a lot of that spiritual journey for me is sort of, it helps me sort of keep tabs on like, where am I right now? Mm-hmm. Like, cause if I'm, Two days ahead, that's not good. Right. I need to reel that back and sort of try to be here.
1: You right. know? So it's, it, it sort of serves, I mean, maybe as a way to, uh, when you develop that self-awareness, the ability to self-observe, right, it, 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 it you know, becomes a way of saying, oh, red flag. That's exactly right. I need to wake that's up. That's exactly
2: right. Come him, wake yeah. up from personal. There's a grid for me that's a lot more black and white than sort of like i don't know i feel pretty good it's like no no here ask these questions
1: what are those questions
2: uh if i'm just being present am i thankful am i appreciative uh or I longing you know Mm. am i like am i what is it that i'm missing that's gonna make this better right now or do i want to get out of this moment really badly because it's not uh, it's not what it's not uh because you just went it's not uh, yeah it's not enjoy it's not fun it's not and joyful it, it's exhilarating interesting stimulating you know do, do
1: you ever feel like okay this is stimulating and exhilarating will the next moment have more <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> i mean that was another thing that the interview was so great i was like i can't even enjoy the thing i'm looking forward to mm-hmm. that's and that to me was the biggest cue like that i'm not and that is so i live so quickly i mean that was another thing i loved about learning about my numbers that You know, a lot of people say we process the fast, like our our internal processor is so fast that I can't even be in the moment because I'm like assimilated. Okay, what's the next thing? It's like, no, no, like, you don't know what's going to happen. What's he going to say? Where are we going to go next? What if somebody goes, hey, let's talk about this, you know, and I can't even be there for those if I'm not, if I'm Mm -hmm. not present.
1: So you just said a really important word and I just want to go back and sort of hit on it. You use the word contemplative. Now, a lot of people I've never heard that word, and I totally get it because I—that's the stream of Christian spirituality yeah, though, yeah, to which I'm most yeah. drawn. Yeah, right. right. And actually trained in. But what help people understand? What does that word mean? Contemplative.
2: I think for me, because it's tricky, because I think a lot of people, including because I—I I'm, I'm, grew up in the Reformed tradition. That's like a just Put them in the no, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Come here. Whoop, come here. Arms up. Arms up. <laughs> pat him down. Pat him down. Pat him down. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, down, yeah. Down. What's
2: he got? Let me guess. You got a you got a mystic book in Pinch there somewhere. The you got yeah. the yeah yeah. Pinch the wall. Yeah. Let me guess. Merton. Does that get y'all excited? Uh, oh, oh. No, I he, think, just hit me, uh, he just hit me. He just hit me
1: where I live.
2: Yeah, but but I, but I think for me that that's a good thing to learn, even as someone who tends to be more in that in in the reform tradition. It's it's just to to be mindful, to be um, at least how I think about it. You know, to be sort of slow. Um, aware, you know, um, those are things that help me a lot, yeah. and I guess that's kind of what I mean by that. You know,
1: and and this is really important. Like for me, I, the the thing that has been most helpful on the journey toward integrating Enneagram wisdom into my own life, and I don't, I, you know, just as a reminder to folks, I don't. It's not a standalone tool, right? It's just right. one. Right. I have a lot yeah. of other well ways said. that well I'm said. developing well spiritually, right? But um, one of the ways that has been for the last 15 years, actually life-changing and help me more than anything else is just a regular daily practice of meditation. Mm. I've got to get 20, at least 20 minutes in centering prayer or meditation every single day to wake up so that I am present. And so that my, I'm able to observe my thinking and be, you know, watch it go by and go, Oh yeah, there's my forness. You know, and yeah. just do you do you have a practice like oh, that?
2: I, you know, this is really embarrassing to have to admit, but I did this a lot in college, and honestly, just since then, life turned into life, and I haven't been as disciplined. But in the last week, literally, I've been getting up six six thirty, and just kind of have an hour to read and to pray and to um, do the same thing. And it it is, I mean, I just I'm it's like I get embarrassed at how slow I've been to do this because I think it's it informs every part of the rest of my day. Right. It's like, I don't feel like I'm in as in a rush because it, for the rest of the day, cause I've gotten, I've done that and mm-hmm. it's begun the day and it's not, I feel like I'm playing catch up a lot. And you know, our kids are young. So we're, it's a little chaotic. Yeah. Not it's that that hard. changes, but it's,
1: you know, you know, I think God gives a pass to people with little kids. It's like, don't worry about it.
2: So it's been good it, literally in the last week, you know, I, it's been a new discipline that I've really enjoyed that I think, and I pray will continue to be, but it, like you, it's just, I can't, it's, Uh, it's just I'm too wonky without it. Like I'm trying to catch up, and I can't. It's like the day. It's like the day has started on a Mustang, and we're at a sprint. That's the way my brain works. Mm. And if I can. Get up sort of pet the Mustang and sort of you know, like <laughs> pet the mane. Yeah, like just pet the man sort of address the Mustang, put the saddle on, get excited about the day, but also be here to kind of come here where we're going come Yeah. Come here Trigger. Yeah, exactly. Me hug it, your
1: mane, baby. Yeah,
2: because I think if I don't we'll just end up, you know, in Utah. And I'm like, it was a fun ride, but I shouldn't be in Utah. Like this is not where I live. <laughs> <We Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back to Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. So okay, you're a songwriter. You're a great songwriter. Oh, thank by you. the way. Thanks and, a lot. And um, I want to read you some lyrics because I, I, I they are not—and they're mine. And I'm wondering if you could write a song. No, right <laughs> T- here the on the show. Hit you. No, these are lyrics from a song from the the musical The King and I. Oh yeah. And I remember when I read these lyrics, I got a little teary-eyed because I have a son who's a seven, and mm. dear friends, I love sevens. You know. Uh, let me just read. Let me read these to you, okay? Yeah. Um, the song is called uh, "I Whistle a Happy Tune." Mm. Do you know that? That? that mm. Oh, it's great. So it goes like this. Whenever I feel afraid, I hold my head erect and whistle a happy tune so no one will suspect I'm Mm. afraid. While shivering in my shoes, I strike a careless pose and whistle a happy tune and no one ever knows I'm afraid. Mm. The result of this deception is very strange to tell for when I fool the people, I fear I fool myself as well. Mm. I whistle a happy tune, and every single time, the happiness in the tune convinces me that I'm not afraid. Hmm. Make believe you're brave, and the trick will take you far. You may be as brave as you make believe you are. Wow. Right?
2: I mean, good gracious. Get out of my mind, butter. (laughs) You guys are just living in there.
1: So— I mean, whenever, I mean, does that strike you as like Seven seven Song? Like, like, oh
2: my gosh, yes.
1: Yeah, it's like the national anthem of Seven Land.
2: (laughs) Everybody, hand on your heart.
1: Hand on your heart. Neverland. All the Sevens living in Neverland. Oh my gosh. Hands on their hearts?
2: Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had this conversation twice with two of my friends yesterday, literally this conversation, that I I think one of the biggest misconceptions about me, and I think it has a lot to do with my personality type, is that I don't like, it's all good. Like I'm, I'm. It's great. Like I've got it. And even if it's bad, it's not real bad. I mean, I listen to myself talk, and I'm like, no wonder nobody encourages you, because what well, you don't need it. I'm always like, ah oh, man, how's, yes. dude, it's great. And I had to tell two of my really close friends yesterday. I was like, because they're just kind of, like, how are you doing? And it's been a kind of a not a hard few days, but just to really. I think the more I'm spending time with the Lord, He's just really impressing things on me. And one of those is just that yeah, there's some things that like that are kind of tough right now. And, and I could use encouragement and it's not, it's not that it's hard to say that. It's just, it makes me sad that people wouldn't know that. But then I look at how I live in my posture and I'm like, well, I wouldn't like who needs to tell Walt Disney that like,
1: Hey, are you okay? Yeah. And sometimes servants will say, uh, they're, they're sad that people don't realize how intellectually and, uh, emotionally deep they are. Oh yeah. And intel, but intellectually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, I'm super smart. Uh, and that's yeah. something that That's when people me. don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The moment no, I, you walked in, I thought, I do, damn, I mean, that intellect is
2: <laughs> still in the room. Look at the intellect that, on Whoa, that guy. Well I can see it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was something that Suzanne and I talked about on her podcast. Is she said, what's the one thing that you wish people knew? And I said, just that there's a lot more going on than, um, than you would suspect. And mm-hmm. I think that, I love that reveal. That's my favorite thing in friendships is I get to know people that people go, kind of sit back in the chair and go, man, you Mm. got a lot going on up there. And I'm like, yeah. And it's, and I think it's, it's like such a, it feels like a reveal because I think they look at me like so much fun, funny guy. He's, it's just fun to be with Dave. Mm. But I think when we start talking about things that are, that are, you know, heavier or whatever, I like that it's like, oh, I can stay with you here. And I have thoughts about this and people that, that's, that's, uh, I get a lot of joy from that. And I think. But I think that has a lot to do with me. Like I have to be better at, you know, a friend, one of these friends yesterday said, you know, you are at your most potent in my opinion when you're the, when you're the smallest. Like when you get real, when you're small, that's, he said, that's when I feel like you are at kind of, you're humming. It's like something's happening and I want to know.
1: What, what does that mean? When well, you're just smiling?
2: that I'm not. Oh, well, you, I'm here. Hey, good to see you, Marcy. John, how's your dog? All right. <laughs> but you know that that that. I mean, I had a friend last night go, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "And I don't even know this guy well." He was just like, "Everything's fine." I was like, "Yeah." And I think just because I wasn't putting on the rips, and I think some people can think like, "Did somebody die?" Because usually it's like you know, there's a parade. And I, and I was just kind of more melancholy last night. I went to a show and again, I don't know this guy very well at all. And within two minutes he was like, everything okay? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. You know? And so I think that's something I love about my four friends is cause I have a lot of that in me. And a lot of my childhood was, I, you know, I was, I was really sensitive, sort of sweet kid that had real bouts with like moods and 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 sometimes I'm like, it's okay to be like that. It's okay to kind of be like, mm, you know, because yeah. a part of me is like, no, no, let's get the band back in. You know, let's reframe it. Uh, but being okay to go, no, I'm just kind of, you know, just sort of. Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think um, that, that, that sevens really actually sometimes will go out of their way to even create a oh, melancholy no mood. It's yeah. Like, yeah. They, you know, yeah. my son sometimes, well, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know, it's like, well, let's put some Sufjan Stevens or on, you know, let's just sit around, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. listen to the whole record, listen to Carrie and Lowell all the way through. And it's like it's almost like but for them, it's like, I I'm I need to do this, but I need to control it. It's oh, like, yeah. I can do this for a, as long yeah. as the record runs, but then I gotta yeah. go. I gotta go. I gotta get out of it.
2: I have a really, really, really hard time understanding why people would want to be sad. Mm-hmm. That is I mean, I'll never forget and my dad who's a three I'll never forget in college. It's one of my favorite stories with him. I'd come home and I was like in my, it was my indie movie phase. You know, like my friends in college were all getting into like all the, you know, like the early Wes Anderson stuff. And we were indie. So I came home, I'll never forget this. And I went to Blockbuster Video, which was a video store for those who were listening, where you would go find a movie, (laughs) pay for it and bring it home. Um, And uh, and I'll never forget. He's like, what'd y'all get? And I was like, I got a movie. He's like, oh great, okay, I may watch it with you. What'd you get? And I was like, oh, it's this indie film. You know, and he was like, ugh. And I was just like, what? And he said, yeah, I'm going to go upstairs and watch sports something. And, I, and we're all laughing. And I said, why? And he said, because he's a pastor. So, I mean, he was doing a lot of counseling and right. everything. And he said, <laughs> I'll never forget this phrase. He said, I have enough drama in my life normally. Why do I want to pay for more? And let me tell you, though he's not a seven, I resonate now with that. It is like a 440. It's just a perfect boom. And I'm like. Why do I want to do that? I mean, I Mm -hmm. sat with friends last week, we're doing movies and they're like, Oh my god, Manchester by the Sea I was like, Literally take a machete to my shins. Why would what did anyone you just say, take a machete, machete to, to my, my shins"? shins? Why would I want to sit through something?
1: Where does that come from? Where do you come up with a line like take a machete it's to a my dark, shins? It's a dark,
2: dark childhood I was a part of.
1: Um, no, I just, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what's the most
2: painful thing other than having to watch that movie I could endure? it. Maybe a machete to the shins.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is so funny because he knows it's one of my favorite movies. And probably, <laughs> and
2: Anthony, I assume maybe yours too is a four. Like, no. No, okay, okay, okay. I haven't
1: seen it. Well, I wouldn't say favorite, but it was very affecting to me. Oh, and, and I have moving. no... Hear me, I, that's no, why I don't like it. You're because shallow, I'm deep.
2: I'm. I, no, listen, I have no problem with that. I, <laughs> I'm like hanging out in the, in the kid's pool for most of my life. But I
1: think... Oh, I've told that on the show before, but my son's a seven, and on New Did Year's Eve... Did you force him to
2: watch it? The
1: two of us went oh, to God. see Manchester by the Sea. And oh, he, and you're in a... Th- he
2: can't leave.
1: Oh, and he couldn't leave, and look he kept looking at me like, it's New Year's Eve, what are we doing? Like He's like, I... Meanwhile,
2: you are in absolute heaven.
1: Oh, tears running down my face, <laughs> snot, donkey snorting. <laughs> ah, ah, sorry, ah, and I'm like, at the end of it, you know... I'm like, I got home and journal. I gotta go home and journal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's over there, like on Instagram, just like please, anything to escape.
1: Oh, totally. He's
2: watching YouTube. Videos oh yeah, yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah. Earbuds yeah.
1: in. You know? But that,
2: but I, but I get. I just still, even at my, uh, as I try to be as healthy as I can, I just don't. I'm okay with being sad. I'm okay with something happens and like, but people that sort of move towards sadness befuddles me. I'm like. Why do you want to add any more than life is naturally gonna give right. to you? Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's a really perplexing.
1: Yeah, I don't think I actually I mean, as a younger man, I would intentionally, you know, move towards sad. Mm. And, and part of that was addiction. But addiction I think also was part of a um a way of actually, you know, greasing my wheels to help me get to sad sometimes. Right, right, right. You, you right, know what I mean? Right. Like just Absolutely. to accentuate it, yeah, just yeah, to yeah, embellish yeah, yeah. it. Yeah um you know send in the clouds. <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs> oh not good um anyhow uh you know there's in, in the enneagram world and i'm always ambivalent about it but people say you know is there well let me give you an example of it so i have a three friend who said one time i saw my dad who was an alcoholic fall down the staircase and right, basically at my feet and I was about eight or nine years old. And he said, this is the guy. He said, mm. and I remember thinking to myself, literally thinking to myself, I will never, ever be like that yeah. guy. And, yeah. it, and he said, for him on his journey, he said, that to me was ground zero for three. I wow. came became a three and then was like, I will be a successful person who will never, ever be this kind of a fit. He said, I just look at that moment as being that was boom, it. right? That was the mic drop to three. Do, do you have one of those? Like where you go, this is a moment that's kind of iconic that, that in addition to temperament, disposition, yeah. cultural expectations, blah, blah, blah. This really sort of opened the door toward my becoming a seven. So,
2: great question. Uh, I, I, you know, there's two parts of that, of the answer. One, I think my sevenness laid dormant for a long time. And I think a lot of that is because I grew up in a tiny town, 8,000 people in Mississippi, really small, which I really enjoyed. It was an incredible place to grow up. Um, But there just weren't avenues for that part of my personality. Mm. And I do think, like I've read this a few places, that a lot of tendencies in sevens is that we grow up in situations where we are understimulated. And so it creates this sort of like, you know, just potential energy that sits there that's going, oh. And then, you know, so for me, what happened was, um, and I was always like the funnier of my friends and stuff, but I, I wasn't. Again, I don't think it was realized. I think I I could have equally as been a four in that season of life. But what happened was I went on this youth group trip. And I was kind of like your just normal kid. Like, not super popular, not unpopular. I was just right down the middle. Like, had a lot of friends, you know. um, But was by no means, like... You're ahead of the class, but also not the kid that like mm-hmm. got picked on or anything, mm-hmm. thankfully. But it's small school, so that was kind of hard anyway, because it was just, you know, everybody knew each other too well. It's not like, whatever. So we went to uh, a youth group trip with this other really big youth group in Mississippi, and I remember we were going to do like Talent Night, and uh, and I grew up playing the drums, but music at that point wasn't something that was really, not really enjoyed it, but it, it didn't become what it is now till later. Um, and, and so for one of the skit nights, uh, they were like, Hey Dave, you should just do, and this is me in like probably, you know, eighth grade. So I'm young. They're like, Hey, why don't you be the host of this skit we're doing? And it was this game show that we had come up with and, and whatever. And I was like, great. And so I'll never forget getting on stage one, not being nervous, which was interesting (coughs) to me that I was like, there's a lot of people There's a couple hundred people. I don't know a lot of these people. There's a lot of really, I remember like really pretty girls that were older and, and but something happened when I got on stage, and it was like, ooh, you know, like right. so just said, ooh and I was hysterical. I remember being no, nothing was prepared, and just my natural disposition of what came to my brain was the funniest part of the whole skit.
1: Yeah,
2: and I remember looking out and being like, "She's laughing," and and it wasn't. It didn't wasn't like. And this. that was
1: your teacher. She was fifty three, and you were yeah, already. And, <laughs> we'll talk older about woman, that later. That, yes, that whole yes.
2: Um, But it was just, that moment was kind of a jumping off point for me of going, one, like people really responded to that. And two, that was really easy for me. Mm. Like that took no thought and really stimulating. Like I would sort of tapped into some things again that I think just weren't being exercised. And it was like all of a sudden my brain was like lighting up and, you know, purple. And it was like, so that was kind of like the first hit of whatever that was, that sort of entertainer quick brain movement um seeing people fun laughter that was like and I remember coming home and telling my parents and they were like this is gonna be interesting to watch because they had seen little flashes of that in me like he just doesn't seem to be scared of groups he likes but not really fulfilled and I think that was the beginning of sort Mm. of like something in me going like trying to break out like sort of like the hulk you know that had really been sort of like just fetal in my little spirit for so long um that suddenly had a chance to sort of go oh my gosh you know and so then when we moved to Knoxville um my dad got a started a church there it was a huge school it's 2500 kids and all of a sudden it was like the wings just sort of shot out and it was like, fly, you know, yeah. run for run, you know, uh, so uh, that was really, that was when it was like, you know, I kind of had a venue for this personality that had sort of been dormant um, and really started to stretch and I was doing skits and I had friends and that did music and I was just experiencing all this sort of like, it was like I finally got into my gate in the yeah. run, you know, it was yeah. really, yeah, it was really cool.
1: So just, just going back to one thing you you're saying, I don't understand why people would would ever be attracted toward you know melancholy yeah, or yeah. or being being sad and and that's that's a, that's a pretty common yep. thing for seven to say, um, and so sevens typically have a limited emotional vocabulary yeah right yeah. You, you just don't tend to dip right. toward you know right. anything outside of uh, until you do some work right? right um and my question would be in songwriting you. I mean, you want to have a wide, I think, some array of of places you tap into. So, I mean, and I've listened to your record. You don't avoid, I mean, there's some songs that, you know, you're pretty self-reflective, but do you actually have to sit down and go, I got to write a sad song today because everything else sounds like, you know. You know what's funny? I tend, it is
2: so bizarre. It is so easy for me to write ballads. And that doesn't make sense because you'd think I'd be up-tempo, like, let's keep the party going. But I've never been that way. Mm -hmm. I'm always more drawn musically, two more melancholy sort of heavier stuff. And I wonder in some way if that's the way I exercise those demons, those mm. things in me that sort of don't get the attention they need. But I will always be drawn more to a, you know, um, I can't make you love me or some.
1: Like, oh, well, forget that. That's well, you know like what I mean? Genius. Like those
2: songs resonate from tip of my head to the bottom of my feet. And I love Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson. I want to have a good time, but. Songs that matter to me are the, always the deep, hard, super reflective songs, which is really interesting. Um, so I love writing that. Those are actually my first go-to's. If really? you, yeah, if you sent me to a desert island for a, a week and said you got to come back with a song, it'd probably be something like that. Uh, quicker than it would be something that's like brown eyed girl or something you know
1: <laughs> or celebrate good <laughs> <your> time. <laughs> you know, times come on there you go there you go like, um, bring a wedding band on the yeah yeah, that's right? Right. yeah what the heck
2: um yeah that which has always been kind of weird but that's i actually enjoy those for some reason
1: mm. do you have like um a can like a current i mean other than your yeah. record thank you for letting yeah, yeah. me be myself again <laughs> yeah, that's right that's um right. what i mean are you is there an artist like that that is a go-to artist for you? That yeah, you, just... you
2: know, so I grew up a huge fan of the Indigo Girls. Emily oh, yeah. Salyers, um, who's one of the two, um, you know, and the, I, one of the things I love about their relationship is they each write. They don't write together. Mm-hmm. So the records were always, here's Emily's songs, here's Amy's songs. Emily, to me, may be the best version of that to me. Like, she has a way of saying things that is, it is like, she has got my number, and so every time... Growing up on those first, especially four, five, six records that I really knew well, it was like if she had a love song, it was going to tear me to pieces. Mm. Um, and so she was, she's really kind of the North Star for me with, with those kind of songs. I mean, she has a song called Love Will Come To You that I remember as a senior in high school, like coming home from a party, being so bummed that like I, hadn't, I didn't have this girlfriend or whatever, and listening to that song with the sunroof open and it just like killing me. In such a wonderful way, and she's always had that it's really interesting she she's a she's probably the most consistent with that with me, where it's like her ability to enunciate sort of longing um and especially in those contexts is pretty unrivaled in my opinion um mm. but I mean tom Waits you know there's there's so many that just like they just chunk
1: oh man, what's that Tom waits song I heard the other day that just broke my heart? Oh, I can't remember now it's gonna bug me all day, but you're right, Tom Waits oh. has that. In, in the voice, I mean, oh, it's yeah, it's, it's
2: it's the whole package. I mean, that's what happens when you drink gravel milkshakes. But yes. I mean, you know, it's um, yeah. you pay yeah, a price a quart for of your scotch art. a day,
1: you can sound like yeah, that yeah, too. That's and right. a pack of palm oil, <laughs> you can do it too. You can also sound like my mother. Anyhow, um, so what is it about going back to something else you said? What is it about Sevens about you that people would never suspect was true?
2: I think what we talked about. I, I really think that. So many of my seven friends are so emo- emotionally. Uh, t- boy the irony of me to time which really translates. <laughs> oh Excuse us, uh, seven- Dave's having
1: a stroke. We'll be right back <laughs> after this message. Sounds
2: like, sounds like, in how much time? It sounds like. No, I think uh, for me, just that there, there's depth there. I think that's. Um,
1: but what does that mean? There's yeah, there. I, I think that mean? we are, we are that emotionally
2: articulate. It's just that. And I think we can relate a lot more than you think we can. But it's just that's not our go-to. So it's not that it's not in the vocabulary. It's just that it's probably not the first thing we want to talk about. Um, but I love that. I mean, all of my friendships are, are deep, wonderful, rich friendships. And I don't like surface friendships. But I like, I, I learned this, again, this is the interesting thing. I learned that all of my friendships that matter to me, we can laugh. And that's a huge deal. Like that's kind of the first gate. Like you don't get into the sort of my little world unless we can really, if we can laugh together, you got the keys of the kingdom. I have a hard time with people that can't laugh, that can't.
1: Well, humorless people are a bummer, man.
2: Yeah, maybe that's just it. But but it's 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 uncanny. If you look at all of my friends, like (laughs) we have a really good time, but they're also really deep. Like so, it's kind of I think it's an equal thing to me. It's like if if we can't sit and just laugh together and and cut up and you know and the other thing too my wife sort of made me privy to this years ago she's like you realize that every single one of your friendships you have a voice with all of them you have a voice that is like some accent that we'll do as a joke but they all have it like and it's different for all of them like you know the guys in my band we do the southern accent
1: uh, okay southern accent oh and then
2: you know like my closest friend in the world we do the cable guy hey big guy what's happening big guy the cable guy (laughs) accent and so but they all have it And when she told me that, I was like, "Oh my!" It was like,
1: "What's going to be ours?"
2: We'll 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 work on it. Huh? We'll see where where our hearts lead us.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for that. But isn't that isn't that interesting? Yeah, no. Like, you know, there's
2: a nuance, but I think for me that that's a big deal. It's like, and and it's and is it is consistent every time. If I meet somebody at church, a new friend, job, hire a guy in the band. If we can, if we can really laugh, like I'm like, oh yeah, this is. We got it. We'll, we'll we'll traverse. So, what does
1: laughter represent to a seven? Because it's not just you know, oh, it's a fun feeling. It's fun. what does it represent to you that that is important?
2: Gosh, I, my initial thought is that um, there's an ability to take things lightly, even if there's heavy things that need to be heavy. We can always pull out. There's always a chance to sort of thirty thousand foot view this thing, right. and I think that's a big. God's profound. You would ask me that. And even hear myself say that, I'm like, God, so shallow in some ways. But I like knowing that we can pull out for a minute if we need to, and then we can revisit. And not that it's going to be like we are committed to melancholy for the rest of this conversation. Mm. Because I can do it, but if there's something funny, it's good to be able to go, right. ah, and then we go, oh, that's funny. But, you know, and then we revisit. Yeah. But I think if I if someone goes, I mean, I've had I, the, the, two of the hardest conversations I've ever had in my life were both people who basically said, one of the guys was like, Hey, you know, everything doesn't have to be funny all the time. And I was like, Well, will that? How old were you when that happened? I was probably 25. And I was like, We'll, we'll never be friends. So it's good to know you. And I purposefully will avoid you for the rest of my life. And another one kind of did the same thing. It was just kind of like, Do you feel and like. he went on to be James a... Taylor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, who at the time wanted you to be <laughs> his Barack co-writer? Obama. But, I don't know. Um, No, but in the other one kind of was this very similar conversation. And I just thought. But yeah. why
1: did they call you out on it? What was it? a I mean, wh- why were they calling you out?
2: I don't know. I think. I, it may have triggered something in them, like what they triggered in me me. It was like, oh, you are a funny guy, and you, you're not going to be able to do the things I need to do, which probably what I was feeling, which is like, oh, you're a serious guy, which means I'm not going to be able to, right. you know. So so th- those things, yeah, that stuff matters. And I think, um, but oddly enough, it's not like it's it's not present in my friendships. I mean, my closest friend's. I would argue we we probably are heavy more than we are light, right. but it's just that when we're light, it's it's so fun, it's like really enjoyable, you know. So,
1: so I think that I actually think that laughter is as deep as tears. Wow, and I think people sort of see it; they kind of just sort of shrug it off as being, oh, that's just you know whatever. It's like superfluous, but tears are deep. Yeah, right. Okay, so I, here's my theory about laughter and why I think it's so important. Um, it's because we do. Let's just face. it, We live in a world of suffering, mm. and I think when you laugh, it laugh when we really laugh, and I mean from a good place. I don't. I don't mean like uh, uh, the eye rolling iron irony laugh wow. or a, a laughter that's really mocking or derisive, but really a joyful, mm. true laughter. I think is an act of protest, man. In I a love dark that. World. I, I do. I, I think... was going
2: to say that. Oddly enough, right before you did, my, I would tweak my answer a little bit. Not. <laughs> <laughs> can I just piggyback on what Jesus no that's beautiful I think that's true yeah I, mean,
1: I think it's like then what is i can't I think it' was a Bruce Coburn song i think it's a way of kicking back at the darkest mm. and it, you know it does
2: like, it it does feel heavenly to me it yeah. feels like you have a little moment where everything's really. and that's right. your gift yeah
1: you know when you're healthy that's the gift you bring to the world yeah when I'm healthy I don't bring depression to the right, world right um I bring a spirit you know of i think of well maybe that's my problem no i mean no but i think i i uh, i bring a way of looking at the world that helps people be okay yeah that's you know? right that's right. With the fact that we live in a world of suffering. But That's I don't right. wallow. Right. You know, I mean I gaze at it, but I don't
2: stare. Right. Well, my you know? my admiration for my four friends is always like, you have got armor I don't have. And you walk through the world much more unaffected than I do. And mm-hmm. I envy that. Like I'm like, I wish I could go no, through we what you envy
1: that. That's our <laughs> you can't have that. That's it's like, my deadly sin. Your gluttony. You hunger for that. I, for that. I envy yeah. for your sense yes. of humor. And- well, uh, Talent but, but, and laughter We're gonna close the show up Yeah now. that's it for us That's right
2: um, No I, but it. Yeah yeah Don't
0: you think that I don't know I'll throw that in But don't you think that Like, um, like laughter can be a way to avoid mm. Oh know? totally But don't you think it's also like a, I mean I think it's a major form of intimacy Oh yeah Don't you think Yeah so, then, like
2: yeah you know what's so funny this this was really profound to me so so I've been doing these shows the this this tour that I'm on now I do about forty five minutes of music, so the band it's great then they leave and I do thirty minutes of stand up and it's so much fun seriously, yeah, I didn't know that yeah, it's a blast um
1: you do thirty minutes of stand up comedy in the middle of your show
2: it's it's actually kind of the end, so I do the forty five minutes thirty minutes, and I do another song, and that's the night um and it is so interesting to me because i dipped my toe in sort of the stand up thing for years not in fact last year i did 7 shows that were hour 15 just me and music. I mean would
1: you have you ever thought to yourself like i don't know would i rather be a, a stand up comedian or a you know a, a musical artist have you ever had that like in oh, your head oh yeah
2: and that's what everybody asks it's understandable
1: Are but you saying that i'm asking a very common question is that is no, that this, this the is, way you ask it is very unique wounding, super unique the wounding is profound <laughs> Oh my God, get, ah. the, get the Prozac back. Give me a <laughs> oh drip back. Oh my bag. gosh,
2: oh my gosh. They didn't ask it like I did though, did they, Dave? No,
1: yours was beautiful. Um,
2: no, you know, it, it's really interesting because I, I think I had someone at one of these shows, um, one of the stand-up only shows last year. Like They're like, do you realize what y- you're doing when you do that for us? And I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's just a fun night, we're laughing. Like, no, 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 it literally is a ministry. And I was kind of like, okay, explain that to me. And and she was just like, God is using that. Like she said, I know that sounds crazy, but like for me to come in with the weight of the world on my shoulders and my kids and when I'm sick and is he going to be okay? And maybe my husband and I are in a fight, whatever to just laugh is it's, it's just feels incredible. It's like I left feeling better and more encouraged I don't feel as heavy. And it really rocked me because I think I was kind of like, I've never thought about it as a gift. I've always thought it was like a communal thing. Like we're all laughing. It's a good time. But to think like it has the potency in a different way that music does really messed me up in a wonderful way. And it made me weigh it very differently. Who's your
1: favorite comedian?
2: You know, uh, Jonathan Winters.
1: Oh my gosh, really?
2: By Miles, yeah. He is to me, he's the goat. Nobody will ever touch him in my brain.
1: Really, Robin Williams probably would have said the Right, same well, thing.
2: and Robin would say the same thing, or would have sadly. But he is—he was the combination of everything I love about comedy. In that, I bet you he was not a seven. Oh, he had I oh, I think be, he was a four. I guarantee he was a four. I think Robin was a four. Um, really? Yeah, I do. Oh, I know he probably would have something. But those those guys had darkness, man. There was a yeah, lot. Yeah, I was going to
1: say that. You know, like, uh, Art Buckwald once said that, and I won't use the word, but he said if you if you want to be a great comedian, have a crappy childhood. Oh
2: man. It sets you up. It's like what did Bono say about musicians? He's like, you show me any rock star, and I'll show you a broken, like a, a busted up childhood. Basically, I mean, it's like I think that informs a lot of our um, creativity. But I, I do think, um, yeah, he's my he John the winner. I mean, I love Brian Regan. There's a lot of people I really, right. but to me, I, and I loved Ellen, man, when she was doing stand up like all the time. Good gracious, she was funny. So and she's one, funny now, but
1: yeah, well, once a year probably I watch that the Richard Pryor. Uh, live in L.A. Was that L.A. or Oakland? I can't remember where it was. You know, it was wearing the red thing. And that to me is some of the most incredible genius I have ever seen on a stage.
2: You know, this is how I think about that. I think, I really think this, and I've said this before, and I'm I'm probably going to get killed for this because it's not super thought out yet. But I really feel this way. I think there are like funny people. Mm Mm-hmm just funny people you put them in a dinner party of five you put them in a stadium they're just funny to me Jonathan Winters Bill Cosby's that way uh Richard Pryor's that way then you have writers you have Jerry Seinfeld you have Mm -hmm. people who can craft funny I don't know that sitting with Jerry you're gonna laugh all the time but he just knows how to write he knows how he knows funny and he's like I can make you laugh but I need a minute where you put Bill Cosby, I mean, everything's going on. But truthfully, you put him when he was in his prime. He's going to make anybody. You could take him to a KKK rally, and it's halfway through. It's like this guy's pretty funny, actually. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like he's just funny. He doesn't need a setup. He doesn't just let him talk. And I think Richard Pryor's like that. He just exudes humor, like the way he stands, the characters he would play. He's not. That's why I love John and the Winters. He doesn't need prep. Just push him out there.
1: So, dude, what's the what's the famous LA comedy club?
2: What, uh, 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 God, why'd you ask that? I uh, always stay right next to it. It's
1: like the most famous one. That, yeah. Well, anyway, I I was there one night in the eighties. Uh, oh man! And we were. I, I don't remember who the main act was. Did it smell scenario. like cocaine? Um. Uh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I. No, but but, I, but there. Are, anyway, I, this is one of those nights I actually remember. Uh. And. And he, oh he came in because, you know, sometimes comedians would just show up and yeah, just yeah, try yeah. out new material. Uh-huh. Right. And so we're in there watching this guy doing his thing on stage. It was It was not a big room. And he, Robin Williams walks in. He had borrowed one of the waiter's vests. He had a white towel over <sighs> his arm. And he comes in and he goes like this. Donner's, Donner's table of three or eight Donner's, oh, Donner's table of eight. Gosh. And then he walks out. And the guy goes on on stage. He's like a little, you know, obviously little, wasn't expecting it. About five minutes later, Robin Williams walks in. He goes, Donner's, Donner's table of seven. Seven. Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, for those of
1: you who don't know about the Donner's, they're, these yeah, are the people yeah, in a yeah, plane yeah, that you know, yeah, eventually yeah. had to eat each other yes. you know, to survive. Ah. But it was so, and I bet you when he walked in, it was just like, Here, we're just going to go. Give me your jacket.
2: Yeah, that's right. It was all there. It's all there.
1: It's an amazing gift,
2: yeah, it's really it's and I think for me it's been fun as i've as I've sort of learned that that i I just didn't again, I think it's weird, and i I imagine other sevens may feel this way too it's so in there that it's not something i've I've been able to go what oh, this is God's given me this really unique gift, it's been like, well yeah like, but my friends are funny, we're all funny, yeah, and I think only lately has it been like, oh, I can really bless people with that, which always felt like. Oh, really? Yeah. You so
1: let's, let's talk about when it's not a blessing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Let's go there for a second. My four just took over. Um, I, because I've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Where, and I can feel it when there, it takes on this sort of mania where it just starts to hyperdrive. Yeah. And I, then I start to think to myself, okay, somebody's running. And 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 sometimes with sevens they're not very healthy. You can just feel like they're always looking over their shoulder at someone that that's chasing them. Yeah. Some feeling yeah. something they want to avoid. And then and so the where you really see it they start to reframe. You mentioned mm-hmm. that word before. Where, you know, you could tell them, you know, the entire state of, you know, Montana just died. And right. you'd be like, "Hmm." well you know the good side there's of that more is land that, yeah, yeah exactly well you know the good side is is that now you know the rest of us will have <laughs> houses in montana and a That's lot like, of them
2: were living hard lives and yeah you know, for they the were Christians, really, was cold
1: cold bears people got eaten by bears, so now it's happy so what i mean is that <laughs> can i, tell you, you yo, can I please, tell you a story yo I'm, please i'm in because so that wife, is the communication style of sevens is storytelling so I'm yeah yeah so
2: there. allow me to regale you with a story my wife who's an eight uh we had been dating for about six months. We go to eat uh, lunch with some friends after church. One of the couples I knew really well, the other I didn't know. But halfway through, I realized like I I can, I can, Control this thing if I want to, and they're they're ready for me to be funny.
1: They want, yeah. I mean, you're, that's you've trained them,
2: yeah. And so I start talking, and it is just, it's, it's just, you know, it's shooting fish in a barrel. It's like I was feeling it. They everybody's laughing. I'm killing it, right in my brain. I'm like, oh, just I'm in the groove. It's happening. I get done. We get in the car, and I'm literally floating. I'm so happy. I'm like, oh man, just everybody's laughing, just killing it, Barnes, killing. It. And she turns to me and push starts the car. She goes, "What was that?". And I was like, what you do you mean? You gotta me-? love AIDS. Uh, I was like, what do you mean? What was that? <laughs> tell you what it was. It was a schooling is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tutorial.
3: Let's get you some to, how to do- school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: and she goes, no, like, what was that? I was like, know, I, yeah, I was just being funny. And she's like, let me ask you a question. Do you remember those people's names? Ooh. And I was like, mm, oh, God, it was, I know they were white. So it was probably like Hannah or John, Johnny. John." She's like, you don't know their names. I was like, I don't. She goes, I don't like you like that, and that's not the part of you that I like, mm. and I don't do that, because that that's not invitational. Mm. You're just showing off. And it was, I was so mad, and she was so right, and the combination of those things by the time we got home, it changed me. Like, And since then, I, am, I did this to a friend two nights ago, and I had to apologize to him. He was telling everybody these stories, he lives in LA, and he's staying with us, and and I just took over, and because I was feeling insecure because something had happened earlier that day. And by the grace of God, I don't do that much anymore. But I did it that night, mm. and everybody, it worked. Like everybody was, oh my God, dude, that's so funny. Tell him about the. And in the next morning, I had to pull him aside. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Mm. I I did the thing. I just I put it in fifth, and I floored it. And that's not fair to you. That we were honoring you and your work, and and he was so kind. I was like, it's totally fine. And he said, but I felt that, and I was like, well, of course you did, because I'm like. I came out just ripping and roaring. but So that is something I have to be careful of. And I think some of that is from when I get in a situation I don't feel, it gets too quiet and weird. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to fix this. I start talking. But I think one of the things that Annie helped me understand is there's different, there's a communal humor when I'm inviting you into something and we participate together. And then there's exhibition. There's watch me be great. Watch me do my thing. And that's not communal. And it can be very divisive. And I think I've had to learn how to do that more.
1: So, I mean, this is so rich. Every number I think on the Enneagram um, has number one, a way of defending against love. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And its own unique sort of strategy, even though, you know, it's sort of a a both end, you know, a Mm. way to get love, a way to defend against Mm -hmm. love at the same time, which is tricky. And I, but I wonder, and I think each number has a feeling yeah, that they're trying to avoid having to experience uh, yeah. as though it would annihilate them. Yeah. You know, it's that oh, deep, yeah. it's that primal. So it's not like, oh, well, that would be inconvenient to feel that. No, no. It's like, if I feel that, I'm going to go, di- I'm going to die. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So when you said, oh, I was insecure and I amped up, I got, did mm. the funny thing. Mm. Okay. And so what happened in that moment is. Like what Richard Rohr says, right? Mm. You know, your personality is what shows up when you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Do you know what I mean? So you didn't show up. Your personality showed up. And, you know, you were feeling insecure from the morning, whatever. Yeah. But what typically, if you had to name a feeling that sevens are for you, that historically in your life, you have assiduously, I use that word, but he used regale. That was good. Okay? That was I just good. want to say yeah, he no, used fair. regale, it's, so it's yeah, fair. It's, it's fair. That historically, you've thought to yourself or maybe not unconsciously, whatever. I just can't go there. That's the feeling I can't have. Mm.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think it's fear. I think cause, cause first boredom terrifies me, but there's terrified. So it's fear. It's this, it's this, um, yeah, it's, it, it would be fear.
1: What, what, but again, this is primal stuff. So yeah. fear is kind of a very general We all yeah. Feel fear. Yeah. What, can you give me more like a more nuance? Like what is that fear that you're, what is it you're afraid of?
2: What, yeah. Um, the lack of stimulation, mm. the, the just monotony, just and what would
1: happen to you if you, if that <laughs> happened, like what would happen if I locked you in a room? I actually thought about this yesterday. Yeah. Cause I have a lot of time D- would by be... myself. What if I locked you in a room for two days without anything in there? Oh
2: my God. Don't even say that. I, that terrifies me. Um,
1: so, okay. But why, what, what feeling would you have to feel in there that you yeah, typically that on a daily, yeah, you don't want to, feel that, that.
2: is a great question. Um, uh, God, I don't even know, uh, maybe reflection, mm. you know, like, a, like having to really sit with like decisions I've made or something I'm not sure of that I just pushed through or, you know. Um, that would mm. be some of it, you know, because so you that,
1: have to look back at the past. I think so. It would, yeah, it wouldn't be
2: because I'm not scared of the future. I'm scared of. I no, mean, you love the future. I love the because who knows? because right. it could be great or terrible. You know, it's like it's equal opportunity. Equal, yes,
1: yeah, right. Uh, yeah,
2: equal adventure. The past is just what it is, you know. Um. Uh, and and maybe the you know the present the 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 real time realization of things not being what you want them to be. You know, and what does that mean? And why are they not? And why is boredom so bad for me? Like, I would be bored in that – I'd be super bored in that closet. I'd just be sitting there, like, trying to think of games to play in my head. You know what I mean? Instead of just going,
1: okay, what is – what's, you know, here and now? So I, I – you know, one of the things I've done because I – you know, I I self-identify as a Christian, and, that, and that's that. I But I do have interest in other religious traditions because I'm always mm. like, what's in there that could be used yeah, yeah. in ours? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things that the Buddhists would say – um and i i think next to jesus buddha had it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. he's if i was going to put it in order like i think you know that she's the guy was brilliant right Mm -hmm. so what he would say is that if you could get in that closet and face that Mm -hmm. with equanimity if Mm -hmm. you could because there is a moment at which you would it would be bad it'd be hard maybe even terrifying but you could blow through it yeah and then on the other side of it you'd realize oh it's this, not this monolithic, terrifying thing. It was just like a vapor. It was like a, yeah. it was vaporous. Yeah. It was, but getting there and yeah. the, but on the other side of it, you become an entirely different person. Yeah. Um, it, and you become as a seven, I would become something else, but you, yeah. you, you'd probably just find a depth that was I agree. I so, agree. but, but you are, I've listened to your music. You're, you've obviously done some work you are a person of depth. And usually what that signals to me is that a seven has had an episode of profound suffering somewhere that mm. they could not put a silver lining on. Mm. So they couldn't escape it. Mm. So they had to have it. I think about Stephen Colbert and his family dying mm. or, or Joe Biden, you know, all these sevens that you know, they, you, you, and then you feel the depth and the joy at the same time. So, so you're not happy. You become yeah. an emissary of joy, yeah, not just yeah, happy, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah. So did you ever have, and it's hard to watch on a seven. Yeah. Yeah. The moment when I cannot run from this, this is just too, there's no silver lining that I can put on it. I just got to sit in the pain of this thing. It's yeah. too big.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, my, my consistent thing is abandonment. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think something that also really, re, really resonates with me as a seven is the feeling that I'm too much Mm-hmm. you know, which it may be true with every person. Like yours may be I'm too much emotion. Mine would be I'm just too much energy. I'm too much interest. I'm too much, you know, like let's do it, let's do it, you know, like, um. and there's, there there were friendships that just got abandoned mm. that like, uh, you know, literally when I was, and really the most formative ones I was in, like maybe middle school and literally my best friend just didn't show up to my birthday party and we didn't talk for three years and really never healed. Like it was just kind of like and and from our mutual friends, you know, I was kind of like, "Hey, what happened?" They're like, "Hey, you just said he didn't want to be your friend anymore." And it was like, "Well, that just super sucks." Um, and there's been not not by the grace of God anything that heavy, um, you know, since then. Because I've been so blessed, I don't have like a lot of tragedies. Like my parents are both
1: you some? alive.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I sure. Yeah. I can totally rent. Yeah, I, I know. can rent I know. you I several. <laughs> you know, rent. Yeah. <laughs> Could I rent it for like a second and then yeah. give it back? Um, yeah.
1: You, you want DWI on your <laughs> record?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. So I've been I've been really you know fortunate that way, but th- those things those those sort of abandonments you know really affected a lot, you know, cause you can't, what are you going to do with that? You can't yeah. So
1: what, what's the feeling? Cause abandonment is something that gets done to you mm-hmm. that elicits a feeling. So mm-hmm. what's, what, what, what feeling does it elicit that it was hard? Um, or what I, thought did it? Elicit? Yeah.
2: I think just that, that I was too much. Cause the consistency in all of these was that I was asking for too much that I was mm-hmm. kind of like, give me more of your friendship. Give me more access to you, which, which I will say they, the, the consistency on their side is none of them did that. Mm-hmm. They were very, either either overwhelmed by the thought of emotional engagement or just was like there's just you're just too much and Mm. I think that that at a very low hum I I don't know that's happening 90% of the time when I'm feeling it but I think if I slow down enough and kind of go oh that's that thing again it's that feeling of like just manic to your point like you know that and I mean I was a kid for a couple of these so it's like you can't I'm not emotionally intuitive enough to know like, Oh, I need to right. do the work to slow down or
1: right.
2: ask the Lord to help me with this. It was just or like, be
1: self-aware enough to say, yeah, Oop, there it goes. There
2: you go. Yeah. And so I think at the time it just it's was, long title,
1: by the way, I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. Oop, Oops. I it did goes. it again.
2: Um, but I think, um, I think that those, those really, and you know, one of them was recent, one of them was recent mm-hmm. and we've healed since, but one, a really close friend of mine was like, I just need space for a while and without much explanation. So, you know, those things they sting. And a lot of it's my fault and it's shared responsibility and whatever, but um but those things, that's a it's really it's uncanny how consistent and it's only happened, you know, probably three or four times, but it's enough that it's like, ooh, here's that thing again mm. you know. Um which of course elicits a lot of things in me and sort of starts to inform decisions I make or how I engage or I start to take up cues. I'm like, Oh boy, I know that face. Okay. Pull back. Yeah. Let's hang next time. I'm going to yeah. leave now. You know? So. so this is
1: those patterns, those repetitions yeah. that the Enneagram helps so much with, right? You look in your rearview mirror, you go, Okay, I I've seen this. Remember, you remember Super Mario? Where it used to have the, the you, it would be going, and then you have these, these like you drop explosions the things behind you. Yeah, 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 like yeah There's an explosion, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that you know, so you've had like four or five of those explosions yeah, behind yeah. you like that. And and I've got my own in a different way. You you know, we all have different. Every number has different types of of situations like that. The good news is that you're self-aware enough to to connect the dots now, and and in the moment say you know this is part of a pattern in my life. And, and this is where the word repent is really helpful Mm. because I think it, it, and especially for you, because it's really, it is just about, I got to change my mind Mm. about where it is that I think I'm going to get my needs met. Yeah. You know, because again, every type thinks, you know, I got a strategy for getting my needs met. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And, 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 and this one can on a consistent basis leads to relational rupture Mm. And it actually leads to the very thing that I don't want to happen. Right.
2: It's exactly right.
1: You know, and, and that's, of course, like sort of the bad punchline, yeah. you know, of each, yeah. of each time. All right, I want to close this because, oh, by the way, we could, I, I love this. The seventh's great. You're great. I love, so this, but this will turn into a Wagner opera if we, if we go much longer. We'll have, to, we'll have to break for lunch and then come back for, for act two. Oh, my god! All right. So your new record, right? Yeah. Which I told you I, I I did, I listened to it front, yeah, front to back to this morning. Um and but so the title track.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: there's a verse in it, you know, who knew it would be so hard? I guess it's the chorus, right? Who yeah, knew it would yeah, be yeah. so hard just to be myself? Yeah. Who knew it would be so hard just to be myself? Yeah. Oh just to be myself. Now that's about as Enneagram a title, I mean a, a chorus as I know, right? Like like that I've listened to it, I was like, Holy Jesus and we could just talk about that the yeah. whole time because yeah. you know the Enneagram is about helping people become okay with being well to reclaim not to discover but to actually reclaim right Right. their true self and live in it why is it so hard why is it hard? not for for you but for all of us why is that why is being ourselves so hard
2: i think for me it was one of the first times it wasn't working well Mm. it was like all the tricks were not working so then it was like new tricks got developed that really didn't work and then at some point I'm like, "Who am I, and why am I doing what everybody else does?" Or watching to see how he makes his thing work, and then trying that, and then having to really, you know, die, die, grieve a lot of things. You know, grieve that like, um, the things weren't working like I wanted them to. And then going and and having to eventually arrive, and this is the best part of the story is is that I am wonderfully made, and I'm purposely made. And that's going to mean in some scenarios that may not quote-unquote win like I want it, to, want it to, others it will. And then most of the time it's just kind of right there in the middle. And mm. really having to sort of be okay with that and, and and returning back to going the best that I can be is who God has made me to be with mm. His help. And, uh, and, and it's hard work. And honestly, it was weird because I hadn't dealt with that since probably my early 20s when I started my career. And that was sort of my first round of that was going like oh, okay and then after a few years things when you go okay I kind of all right here it is got it and then sort of having to re revisit that in my late 30s was just like a mind trip because I was like I thought I already did this you know and all that stuff in sort of a new iteration starts to come to the top and then going why didn't I, ha- I have the wisdom I thought by now to handle this better than I did but I didn't um
1: but doesn't it feel to you like Sometimes, like as you get older, Mm. like envy, uh, which is my deadliest thing, gluttony's years, it appeared to me one way in my 20s, and then you know, this stuff is so, in a way, devious. I'm not giving it its own intelligence or power, but no, yeah, then it shows up, it's got a whole new disguise, yeah, it's got like a mustache, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, now it's got a hat on, it's like, yeah, yeah, but it's the same old thing, but here it comes, you know. Is that kind of what you're
2: exactly right? It's exactly right, yeah. I just I don't know, it was really. And I still it's still a struggle. I think it's more I know it a little better now, like, I'm like oh he's got the mustache and he's to be dollar. This is hey, this is who's coming. Okay, but he's still here. Right. Like so I gotta address him. I can't just like shut the door and hide. Yeah. So um
1: So yeah, it's like you know, I like to think sometimes my as my personality like a puppy on a leash. Yeah. You just gotta you gotta throw a little kibble every now yeah. and then. Yeah. But you you know, it's like it's never you know, it's always here. Yeah. You know? It's oh, always yeah. here.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah yeah and so you know i I, th- I think again that the best thing and i thought that i really felt like the lord was kind and that was me realizing me answering that question was going i don't know why it's so hard but it is the best for me to be who i am mm. it's not me trying to be somebody else or trying to um adopt some other person's way of doing things mm. is just gonna be a waste of time
1: all right well we gotta close here but i need a song
2: oh yeah i'll give you one.
1: what do you got man See. we can't let you out of here without a song oh yeah
2: uh, so this is um, this is a song from that new record who knew it'd be so hard to be my <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I wrote um, so I wrote about for my kids it's appropriately it's titled a song for my children and the funniest part of the song was I have a studio in the backyard that has like all these windows that look right right in the backyard backyard in 12th, in 12th house it's tiny so it's really small but the kids were playing while I was writing this song and you're talking about just I cried like 33 times because I'd write a line, look up, and my daughter would be like,
3: Hey, dad. In slow motion. Yeah, of course. With a blurry oh, lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but then she, it, I'd see her grow really big in a wedding dress and she'd shrink again. You know, like oh, yeah. that little woman? Totally. Um, but yeah, so it was fun to write this because they were sort of out in the yard as I wrote it, which made it harder and easier to write. But anyway, this is a song called A Song for My Children.
3: Sometimes I miss you Like I'm already gone Your little laugh The sunset on your face I hope I'm years and years from leaving Good ways till goodbye But there's things I need to tell you just in May your life be long, your friendships deep, may your heart be
1: Providing us with that kind of benediction. Mm. That's uh, kind of what I felt it was. Well, thanks. Um, I don't really want to say anything after it. <laughs> you know that feeling, like don't, 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 don't. Mm-mm. But I do want people to know that about your record again. Mm. Uh, who knew it would be so hard to to be myself? Mm-hmm. And just encourage them to go get it. Yeah, thanks. You know, and you're on tour now. You got some dates. You got dates coming up in Boston, DC, mm-hmm. New York, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Denver, Portland, here in Nashville Ryman, yeah. at the Ryman, to which I would expect two complimentary tickets in the <laughs> actually in the balcony On the center, <laughs> center first two rows. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that would be very helpful. Uh, and um, people can find you at, at Dave Barnes Music across all of your, all of them, yeah, all of your so social media, they, yeah, yeah. they can go and find you there. Wonderful, yeah. folks. Um, I don't know. I feel like today was really. Um, I don't want to say special. It's kind of a hackneyed word, but it was. It was it had a couple of holy moments. I'm really grateful. So, well, all thank, I, let is, me say
2: this too. Thank you. I mean, I, I told you this when I got here, but I really appreciate what you're doing, and I appreciate that you have me on. This is the Enneagram is something that means it's a very special thing to me, and so I'm always really honored that people that know it well would would sit and be interested in my story and have such helpful thoughts, which I'm really thankful for. So, mm. thanks.
1: Well. People are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I to that. And on that note, we're going to close <laughs> with the great words of Oscar Wilde. Be yourself; everybody else is already taken. We'll see you